This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. Good morning and welcome to episode number three of Go To Grandma, the only radio show dedicated to today's grandparents. It's me, Kathy Buckworth. I'm glad you're joining us again. And thanks to everyone who has been emailing me and tweeting me about topics you want to hear on the show. I hope you're enjoying it and the topics we've brought to you so far. As this show airs, my youngest grandson will have just turned three months and my older grandson is 21 months. I probably could tell you how many days old they are as well, but well, that would be silly. Let's just get to the show. Today, we're bringing you the world. Okay, maybe not the whole world. We're bringing you information on what the world can bring to you and your grandchildren. It's our travel-focused week, and we have two terrific travel experts to help you navigate this somewhat complicated world right now with your grandkids, and maybe your kids as well, but not necessarily. We have Jim Byers, the co-founder and editor-in-chief at Canadian Travel News and new granddad of two. And he's going to tell us where he can't wait to take his grandkids when they're old enough to travel with him. Heather Greenwood-Davis is a contributing writer with National Geographic, and she's going to talk about where and how grandparents are traveling today with some suggestions on where to visit. As a kid, much of my travel was actually to go and visit my own grandparents. They all lived in England, one in the north and one in the south. We would travel between Canterbury, where my granddad was mayor, and then send ourselves to Coventry to round out the visit. My granddad in Canterbury owned a butcher shop, and to this day, the smell of raw meat always reminds me of him. I'm not sure my vegan children and grandchildren would appreciate that. It's been tough to be a grandparent and to travel for the past year and a half, of course. But as the vaccination rates rise, we can start to make plans to either travel to or be with our grandchildren. When we travel to our grandchildren, we have to remember that they live with these people called our OG children, our original children. And guess what? When you're staying at their house, they kind of get to make the rules. What? You didn't say as long as you're under my roof, dot, dot, dot to them when they lived well under your roof? Now you're under theirs, and you might want to consider a few things before you take that trip. My first piece of advice is, do you really need to stay at their house overnight? Have you checked out the hotels in the area? My second grandson was born in May, and I wanted to help out. But I needed to be in a single household, according to the COVID rules in place at the time. I still had two kids and a husband at home. So I moved into a hotel for a couple of months. I could walk to their house in five minutes. I could ride my bike home to my own house for outside visits in 10 minutes. Was it worth it? It sure was. At the time, hotel rates were reasonable. I had my own space and they had theirs. We all needed it, especially with the pressure of a newborn in the house. If you do decide to stay with them due to budgetary or convenience reasons, or you just think it will be swell to live with your kids for a while, here are some things you might want to consider before you turn up on their doorstep. Pets. Do they have pets? Do you like these pets? Are you allergic to these pets? Would you be willing to help take care of these pets while you're there? You'll need to set some ground rules before you get to the house. My daughter and son-in-law have two cats. One is pleasant, and the other I lovingly refer to as the evil cat lord, as he swipes at me constantly. Rule is, when I'm there, he's locked in a room. 
try to bring enough clothes to last the entire trip so that you don't have to be using their washer and dryer. Think back to how many loads you had to do when you had a newborn. My youngest grandson likes to shoot what we call poo rockets. So that always calls for a change of outfit. Bring clothes that can be spat on, pooped on, peed on, and can accommodate loads of walking back and forth, rocking, and even climbing under the sofa to pick up a dropped soother. You might also be on walk duty, so pack jackets or rain gear in order to be able to help out. If you have an established routine at home, guess what? It's probably going out the window at your kid's house. If you absolutely need to nap or read a book or do a crossword every single day, ask the kids when that would be most convenient. Or just say you're off duty at a certain time and retreat to your sleeping space. Ah, sleeping space. Hopefully, ideally, your kids have a guest room that you can sleep in. My kids did, but often mom or dad also wanted to catch some sleep in there while the other one was in their own bedroom with the newborn. Confirm right away if you're going to be the only one using that space so your privacy and alone time expectations can be met. Other quick tips? Full garbage? Empty it. Dirty dishes? Wash it. Messy bathroom? Clean it. Diapers need restocking? Buy them. Don't ask permission for any of these things. Just do it. And you don't have to announce that you've done it either. Are you listening, dads? Above all, remember that while you're entering their space, they are also entering new metaphysical space, that of new parents. Whether it's their first, second, third, or tenth child, it's all still new to them. My last tip would be to plan your visit no longer than a few nights, depending on where you're traveling from. And if you can, extend it if all is going well. A trip to the family home is one thing. A trip out of the family home with them is quite another. On today's show, we're going to be talking multi-generational travel, grandparents, kids, and grandkids, where to go, what to do, and how to get there. Jim Byers and Heather Greenwood-Davis join me next. I'm Kathy Buckworth, and you're listening to Go To Grandma on Zoomer Radio. Jim Byers has been a full-time travel writer in Canada for 13 years. He served as the Toronto Star's travel editor from 2008 to 2013 and has since been freelancing for a number of online and print publications, including Zoomer Magazine, National Geographic, The Los Angeles Times, and more. He's very active on social media and can be found on Twitter using the name Canada's Travel Guy. Jim often appears on TV and radio segments across Canada. He is also senior editor at Travel Pulse Canada. Jim Byers, welcome to Go To Grandma. You're my first in-studio guest. I'm very excited. Thanks, Kath. I'm so glad to have you in. Not only are you a travel expert, and this is our travel theme show, but you are a granddad. I am. We had uh, our first one, a uh, little girl, uh, Cece or Cecilia, uh, in November of last year. Two months later, uh, Nicholas came along. So, oh, lovely. Uh, well, yeah, a millionaire grandfather. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> one of each, which is really it's as you know it's spectacular it's a it's a really wonderful wonderful feeling and i i just love them to bits oh that's so sweet and two yeah you're right yeah, two in two months that's you went you launched right, <laughs> yeah, in, yeah, right into it <laughs> so your your grandkids are obviously very tiny not ready to travel yet but why do you think it would you know you, i'm sure you're dying to take them to uh, so many places you've been to in the world why would you think it's important for grandparents to travel with their grandkids what can we learn from each other do you think 
I can only imagine the times that that I've been over and and spent time with them, and you know, we'll go outside for a little bit of a walk and and see the neighborhood, and you know, the the way they look at a tree or the way they look at a a, a bird or a, a, there was a rabbit across the street from our son's house near High Park a couple months ago, and you know, she was just fascinated by this little rabbit, you know. So I think that the joy and the wonder that that children have and the fact that everything is new to them you know i was i was thinking about that when i was when i was coming down to the studio and uh you know i have this mental image of my uh, holding one of their hands at the beach and having a little wave come up and splash them splash their legs you know and and just that surprise ah you know sort of sort of feeling that they would have you know and and the joy that that would bring to see the world through their eyes where absolutely everything is new Everything is exciting and everything is different. And, you know, they don't know what a leaf feels like or what a frog feels like or, or what a banana might taste like, you know. So I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. I honestly don't know that I have anything to pass along to them. <laughs> I think it's kind of a one-way street. But, you know, you, you would hope that, you know, a little bit of life's wisdom and, uh, and the things that we've learned along the way would come to them. And just the fact that you're family and, and you're, you're showing your appreciation and your love for them, I think, would be really special. I think you're absolutely right. They learn so much just going to the neighborhood park, let alone taking them to Rome or something, oh, you yeah, know, just I, to, you know, imagining their experience. Yeah, I've always wanted these people to take like a, a one-and-a-half-year-old or a two-year-old to Disney World. And I'm thinking, nothing wrong with Disney World, but they're happy to go to Chuck E. Cheese. You know, I mean, <laughs> you can go to the mall and, and, and give, it, give it a 25-cent ride at, at Loblaws in the in the little uh, go-kart or whatever it is, and they're going to be just as happy as they are with uh, Beauty and the Beast and all the rest of that stuff. So, 100%. I mean, <laughs> so besides taking your kids to the grocery store. <laughs> you know, you've probably been imagining this for a little while. Where would you take them first? Maybe they're like, I don't know, five or six years old. Yeah, I, I mean, for me, it's it's always kind of been a Hawaii thing. Um, growing up in the States and California, um, that was our go-to uh, vacation spot. And our parents would go, uh, I would go with our parents like every couple of years. And then because they were living far away from their grandchildren. We have three kids in their in their 30s now. And um, because my parents were living so far away, we would do a family trip pretty much every year. Uh, and every two years, we would uh, uh, cash in the pop bottles and take a trip to Maui. And I remember so many family things from those trips, Kathy. I remember my grandmother showing our kids, so it's been her great-grandchildren, like how to carve a pineapple, you know, out on the, out on the patio and, and just simple things like that. My mom, who's been gone about 20 years now, but my mom, they always rented a, a condo that was way up, almost on a bit of a cliff overlooking the beach. And she would get a football, like a plastic football, and throw it to her grandkids down in the in the water. And then we'd throw it back up to her. It was like 25 or 30 feet above the water. And so all of these family memories of walking the beach and going out for brunch and going out for dinner and just, you know, having our morning coffee and watching the waves, looking for whales and, and all of those things. So I certainly would take them out to California to see my family. But I'd also, uh, certainly for me, it would be probably be Hawaii. Oh, I think I want to come with you. Yeah, <laughs> I want to throw some footballs and carve some <laughs> yeah. pineapples. One of the things that became sort of a trend in recent years is what we call skip-gen travel, or not taking your kids and just taking the grandkids. Would you ever think about doing that? Oh, I would do that in a heartbeat. I can't wait to spend a little bit more time with them. So uh, I'm reasonably trustworthy as a parent and, <laughs> and a grandparent. I think our daughter and son would be quite happy to have us do that. I can think of... Nothing better. I mean, ideally, we would all go together, but I would really, really love someday to just do a trip with them and just spend that really quality time and, and you know, get into their heads a little bit, see what they're thinking and uh, what their impression is of the world and just have those little moments. You know, it doesn't have to be anything big. It could be a cottage. You know, it could be uh, a weekend at the lake in, in Ontario or Toronto. So it doesn't have to be grand, but I, I can't imagine nothing better. 
And you're right. It's about the moments, isn't it? It's not especially about the destination. And we're going to have Heather Greenwood-Davis on next to talk about maybe where we feel safe to travel with our grandkids outside of the cottage, et cetera. But you're right. It, it just can start with that, with your Very small neighborhood and, park. Or yeah. Anywhere. And just, you know, having breakfast together and, mm-hmm. and, you know, holding hands and walking, going for a walk through the forest and looking at the trees and the, and the bugs and the birds and the bees and the whole <laughs> bit. That's, uh, to me, that's about as good as it's going to get. Absolutely. So, Jim, we can find you on social media under... At Jim Byers Travel on Twitter and Jim Byers Travel 1 on Instagram. Don't ask me why the one. It just happened. And that's kind of the way it's gone. And, <laughs> and obviously on uh, as well on uh, CanadianTravelNews.ca. Amazing. We will look for some great travel tips. You congratulations again on being a grandparent. I know it's the best thing in the world, too. Thanks, Thanks Appreciate it. For 20 years, Heather Greenwood-Davis has been sharing stories about her family travels with readers and audiences around the world. Today, she is a contributing writer and on-air storyteller for National Geographic and a freelance feature writer for publications including The Globe and Mail and The Toronto Star. She is a regular on television, including her role as resident travel expert on The Social, as well as making recent appearances on Good Morning America and CBS Sunday Morning. Heather is also the host of the new Tarmac Warriors podcast, which looks at business travel through the eyes of extraordinary athletes, entrepreneurs, and scientists. And she's the voice behind GlobetrottingMama.com, an international family travel blog that features the adventures she takes with and without her family. Heather says when she's not traveling, she's dreaming about it. Heather Greenwood-Davis, you're in studio with me today. I know. It's so exciting. So we're getting out there in the world, and you get out really out into the world. You're a travel expert. So I want to know, are you finding, are grandparents traveling right now? Are we finding that we're feeling a bit safer? You know what? Grandparents were the first ones to get back out there. So I've often wished I was a grandparent because (laughs) they were among the first to get vaccinated. And as soon as they were, they headed out. There was this wave that they called gray travel. Of, you know, which, you know, we're not all gray, but gray travel that had people out there right away. So grandparents, although they may have been nervous, recognized right away that they wanted to go back. And I guess, you know, for a lot of grandparents, they're maybe in those retirement years. So they had been used to traveling. They knew sort of some of the protocols were ready to jump on the new safer ones. It's different traveling by yourself. I'm a grandparent. It would be different if I were to take along my little two-year-old grandson. Um, (laughs) So, you know, grandparents might be nervous about doing that, especially if they're doing maybe a skip-gen trip where they're just taking the grandkids. So what advice do you have sort of about grandparents who are nervous? Where do they get started? Yeah, I think we're all a little nervous. I think most people are nervous. So first of all, perfectly natural and normal for them to be feeling that way. You definitely want to give some thought if you are going to be taking the grandkids about how you're going to do that. So you mentioned skip gen travel. Important. Do you really want to be out there alone? <laughs> do you want to be responsible? Is what do you you're want saying? to be responsible for those grandchildren? It's a great point right now. Like the parents also might not be comfortable like they would be in a different time. right? Exactly. So they might want to be the ones that are managing the safety protocols for their own And kids. you may want them mm-hmm. to be the ones who are managing that safety protocol, especially when we're thinking about kids under 12 aren't vaccinated for the most part, at least in Canada. They're not vaccinated. And so, you know, that's a lot of responsibility you're taking on yourself, especially when you're deciding where to go. And really the number one thing I'm recommending is that people get insurance, right? Right. Insurance is going to offer some peace of mind and travel insurance in particular, especially if you're going outside of Canada, you're going to want to think about something that's actually going to be able to um, get you home 
if you get sick. So travel insurance should cover trip cancellation. If someone gets sick, it should cover it if they get into a serious accident or illness. You want medical evacuation. And most travel insurance is going to get you medical evacuation to the nearest hospital. Mm. There's a travel insurance called MedJet. Okay. MedJet actually is going to get you home. Oh, wow. So this is really important because things change. We see it's changing on the fly. No pun intended, but things are changing all the time. So MedJet is like, just get you home. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, what do you want most in those situations? It is, right? To get home to Mm -hmm. the uh, healthcare system you trust. And it starts at like 99 bucks. Oh, amazing. So it's not, you know, incredibly expensive. And as you know, we're talking like the things change every day, pretty much. So you want to have at least, there's only so much we can control and manage. I'm a little bit of a control freak. So being able to (laughs) to manage that side of it would give me great comfort when I'm booking the trip and knowing that not only do I have the insurance to save them money on my trip, but also just to get everyone home safely. Exactly. And you just want to feel, you want to feel safe and secure in whatever decision you're making. So even above uh, insurance. You want to be thinking about where you're going. Are you going to be able to relax and enjoy the trip? A lot of us are just traveling in Canada for the short term, making plans for further away, for further away. Yeah. But yeah, so you want to make sure that wherever you're going, you're going to feel safe and secure. So I'm a grandparent. I'm listening to you right now. I think I really want to take the kids somewhere. Let's say I have grandkids, I don't know, five to 10 years old. Do you have any suggestions on where to go and how to stay? Yeah. So again, start with what you're comfortable with. So are you going to stay in a hotel? How do you feel about that? How do you feel about being on the eighth floor of something? With a young child, that could be pretty difficult. Maybe you want something that's more like um, an individual home type situation where you can actually have a little bit of a backyard, a cottage situation, that sort of thing. So sort of weighing your accommodations is going to be important. What kind of child are you traveling with? Is- <laughs> I know. I always say we take ourselves on holidays, unfortunately. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Same person. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So you want to make sure that, you know, if you've got a child who's going to need a a lot of space and has a lot of energy and is going to need to be constantly entertained, that you're prepared to do that, both in terms of where you're going, but also in terms of who you are on this vacation. So, you know, packing a book and and hoping to sit and read for an entire vacation with a child who's, you know, young and excited and ready to get outside a lot, you need to be prepared for that as well. And you raise a good point in terms of, you know, maybe we want to start small, like maybe do like a day trip or something just overnight at a local hotel. Oh, yeah. How are the kids staying in a room with you or how the, how do the parents feel about all of that yeah. before we launch into something? Let's go to, you know, I don't know, Far away, like out yeah. of Canada, you for know, sure. which is scary for us all. For sure. Yeah. And that conversation with the parents is going to be very, very, very important, right? Like we know already that I'm not a grandparent, but I have my mom who is a grandparent to mm-hmm. my kids. And I remember what those conversations were like in terms of, you know, what are the things that are important to me? What are the things that she feels she can do while she's with them? So making sure that you're really clear on what everyone wants is going to be really important. Before we even take the trip. And before we take the trip, we should definitely visit globetrottingmama.com, which is your travel blog and website. And also, where else can we find you on social, Heather? I am all over social. So I'm at by Heather GD on Twitter and Instagram. And on Facebook, I'm slash globetrottingmama. And I host a podcast myself called Tarmac Warriors that they can check out as well. Amazing. And you're off to, I know, Vancouver shortly. I'm very jealous. So have a great trip and thank Thanks so much for coming in. Thanks for having me. Travel is tricky right now. There are so many factors to consider when it comes to the health and safety of ourselves, our kids, and our grandkids. Thank you, Jim and Heather, for giving us some information, ideas, and inspiration while we plan or dream about a trip with our grandchildren. For years, our family has mostly done our vacations together as ski trips. We've hit almost every hill in Canada and quite a few in the U.S. 
Our kids started skiing as young as two years old. My grandson Owen will be two in November, and we are already thinking about where to take him first. Ski holidays have a lot going for them. You're all outdoors. You're getting exercise. You can force teenagers to sit next to you on the ski lift where they are trapped into talking to you for five or ten minutes at a time. And best of all, everyone is exhausted at the end of the day. My daughter and son-in-law recently had their two boys out for the day on Toronto Island, and they said it was amazing how well the kids slept that night. As I and others before me have always maintained, 99% of parenting is just wearing them out. Going on an active holiday when the kids and grandkids are old enough to do so will leave everyone energized and also get them off their phones without saying, I'm so bored, over and over again. Some suggestions for outdoor adventures with your grandkids, depending on their age. Number one, hit the slopes. Skiing and snowboarding, or if they aren't old enough to do that, sledding. Most ski hills have tubing or sledding options, plus likely a horse-drawn sled or carriage to try out. Most ski hills also have a kinder program, and ski villages are, come on, super cute and usually have great restaurants and spas, I'm just saying. Number two, canoeing or kayaking. Well, I'm not talking about a six-hour paddle followed by a four-mile portage. I'm talking about finding a place where you could slip into a kayak and have a lazy river take you downstream, where you get picked up at the end of it. If you're more adventurous, however, do go for a real paddle with the kids, but make sure you start with small, reasonable lengths. Number three, hiking. You don't have to go vertical or hike the Inca Trail to consider it a hike. Just find a wooded area where you can get your browns and greens in. Heck, you can even call it forest bathing if you want. I do suggest trying any trails yourself before you imagine taking young children on it. And someone in your group should be equipped to point out and notice things like poison ivy. Try to have a GPS app on your phone as well so you're not likely to get lost and wander for hours with little ones. Number four, swimming. If you have a swimming pool in your backyard, great. If you don't, check out your local pools or even a day pass at a hotel might offer you a good deal on a room and access to their swimming pool. A mini vacation for one day without having to worry about cleaning up after them? Hmm. Five, a bike ride. Some parents are worried about their little ones being in the child carrier of your bike, and that is fair enough. But you can still get out with them on their little bikes through a park or in your neighborhood. We have a bike trailer at the cottage. I'm dying to try it with my grandkids as soon as I get the go-ahead. Six, uh, lawn darts are out, but all kinds of lawn-based games are in. From cornholing to croquet, bocce ball to badminton, you can likely pick up an inexpensive version of these games. We recently installed a tetherball at our cottage, and while I don't dare take on my six-foot-tall 19-year-old son, I'm pretty sure I could still take my two-year-old grandson as he can't even reach the ball yet. Hey, grandparents need to feel good about themselves as well. Am I right? Number seven, set up a scavenger hunt in your local park or even in your backyard. Make a list of the items by drawing pictures or writing them out depending on the age of the grandkids. Have you ever heard of geocaching? That's fun to do outside as well. I'll let you look that one up on your Google machine. Spending time with your grandkids outside of the safety and comfort of four walls, yours or theirs, can be intimidating today. But start with literally baby steps and expand their horizons and yours as sort of a practice run before you can one day take them out to hike, bike, swim, ski and paddle in Italy, Iceland or Indianapolis. I'd like to thank my well-traveled guests, 
Jim Byers, and Heather Greenwood-Davis for sharing their expertise and time with us this week. The world is opening up, and we want to get out there and share some experiences with our grandkids, don't we? You won't want to miss next week's show. Rose Reisman, author of 21 cookbooks and a very proud grandma, will be telling us how we can start our grandkids off with healthy foods. And Chief Etiquette Officer Julie Blay Como talks to us about the evolution of manners. It will be a properly good show. Thanks again for joining me. Please tweet me at Kathy Buckworth or email me, kathy at kathybuckworth.com, for topic or guest suggestions and just to share some grandma stories of your own. In the words of author Louise Weiss, if I had known how wonderful it would be to have grandchildren, I'd have had them first. Have a grand week. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.